This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You are listening to a bonus episode of the Ashley and Jessica cast. I started this podcast because of my love for two of the most interesting pop stars of my time, Jessica and Ashley Simpson. But due to the overwhelming support of my amazing listeners, I have decided to expand to other pop culture topics as well. I'm going to cover any and everything that I am inspired to talk about in the world of entertainment, music, movies, TV, theater, celebrity relationships. You're going to hear it all on the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. This is going to be a bonus episode all about the new Sex and the City reboot called And Just Like That. The season finale is happening this week, so I thought that I would talk about the first nine episodes and kind of what's going on here. I really haven't been a fan of this new one. I'm not going to lambast it fully though. Like, I feel like a lot of the recaps of this that I've been listening to They've gotten downright mean toward the writers, and I I get it. This is a beloved series, and people want to see these characters grow and evolve and be funny and smart and silly and have that New York essence that we've always loved about them, and they want this show to push the boundaries and show us things that we relate to with relationships, but then also show us that fantasy version. So... I get that this means a lot to people and it's close to their hearts and they're offended by how poorly the writing has kind of gone this time around. I get it, but I think that some people are just really going over the top. When I listen to the recaps, I feel like at the beginning they were kind of fair and now they're just going completely insane. So I'm not going to just bash it. So if you're loving this season, I hope you can still enjoy this review. I'm not going to be mean. (laughs) I'm just going to try to talk about it intelligently and first want to get into my feelings on the original series just so you guys know I'm a real stan I love sex in the city I grew up with my mom watching it and my older cousin who I idolized watching it and I wanted to watch it so bad and it's not even that I wasn't allowed to I think I just was kind of felt weird about watching it and my mom knowing that I was watching it because it was called sex and the city I thought it must have been so sexual and bad quote unquote you know me being a little girl I'm like ooh, that's dirty or something and of course sometimes yes it was very edgy and very sexual and over the top and most of the time though it was just about relationships and I remember my mom telling me that when I was younger like it's not this crazy show it's just about relationships you know and so I remember one day it was before the series had ended I I think I was home alone I, I must have been like 12 turned on the TV and there was a marathon of Sex and the City on HBO and I watched like six or seven episodes and I fell madly in love with the show and ever since then I have been a super stan of it. I have always loved it. I love the characters 
or at least what the characters used to be before this very strange series. I remember honestly learning a lot from watching the series, and I know that that's probably not great. Like, we don't really want our children watching Sex in the City and learning life lessons or anything, but there are some truly poignant moments in the original series, and there are some really thought-provoking stuff. And remember, at the time, this show was really innovative. So I loved the idea of four women talking openly about sex and that being on television. Even at a young age, I understood that that was different from what I saw on other television shows. And I just think that's great because in general, I'm not puritanical about sex myself I mean I love the idea of somebody like Samantha you know I love the idea of somebody just being like yeah I, I fuck everybody and I am proud of it <laughs> I love that I, I think that the, it's important for women like that to be portrayed on television you know I think that there are so many moments of brilliance in the original series as many times as we can watch it and say "Ooh, that aged poorly or this isn't good and of course it's not really acceptable that they portrayed New York City as having very few people of color and all of that that stuff I feel like is more a predicament of the time than that show specifically because that was how a lot of shows were of course I have my criticisms about the original series but for the most part there are still a lot of episodes I can watch back and it just put me in such a beautiful mood I love the friendship between the four women in fact I think one of the best things they ever did on the show was at the end when Big realizes that he's been an idiot and he wants to go after Carrie he doesn't just go after her right he sits and has a meeting with Samantha Charlotte and Miranda and asks their permission I thought that was one of the best moments in television history because for him to get that her friends are that important to her and for him to realize that if he got their approval, he could step forward, but not without doing that. I mean, think about what a huge moment of growth that was for his character. You know, he's, I mean, his nickname is big, right? He's this high-powered New York finance guy, great-looking, charismatic, well-dressed, always has the best time, just one of those classic New York guys, you know, he could have whatever he wants, he could do whatever he wants. You would think that he would just say, oh, I'm just going to go get Carrie, I don't need it, I don't need anyone's permission to do anything in life, I'm a rich white man. <laughs> you would think, but no, he goes to her girlfriends first and says, look, if you tell me not to do it, I won't do it. Because he knows that actually what's best for Carrie, they will know that. They'll know what's best for her. So if they sat there and told her, look, you've been through too much. You've hurt her too many times. She's happy with this Petrovsky guy. Don't ruin it. He wouldn't have gone, but he decides if I get their approval and their permission, then that means that this is the right thing. And of course, what does Miranda say? I'll never forget it. She goes, go get our girl. That was my favorite thing. I, I just thought that was so great because this show really used to honor friendship in a way that I just found to be really beautiful. I just love female friendship. I love movies and TV about female friendship and sisterhood. I think it's amazing. And that's why I would really love to see more of those storylines in this and just like that series. Of course, I could go on and on about seminal moments of the original series and how great a lot of it was, but this isn't about the original series, right? So just quickly, the movies. The first movie came out, I think I was like 
16. My mom and I went to see it on opening night. It was a packed theater. Literally, as soon as the HBO logo came up and it was that and they played like the, a little bit of the opening theme song. The whole theater of women erupted into cheers. It was so fun and I loved it. I used to think that the movie was so, 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 so good. As time goes by, I have started to dislike parts of the movie. Like I don't like that Carrie is so devastated by the wedding not working out with Big that she's literally in bed and she has to be spoon fed she can't move like they all go on that honeymoon together and instead of being slightly normal she's literally in bed the whole time and has to be fed I mean if I'm ever that upset over a man that I have to be fed please please just slap me in the face I mean look I get it breakups are devastating I've stayed in bed over a breakup but like having someone spoon feed her I just thought that was like next level that was just too much and she was so devastated over all of those months but I mean that whole situation was just kind of whatever but like overall I think there's also moments of brilliance in the movie I love of course the iconic scene of Samantha I love you but I love me more Ugh, goddess and queen yes honey yes 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 You make compromises in a relationship. You make sacrifices in a relationship. But if a relationship is causing you to feel like you are changing the core of your being, then no, honey. You got to go. You got to go. And I loved that. The second movie was trash. It was pure hell, right? It was just what happened. I mean, it does have that one great scene of Charlotte and Miranda that everyone always talks about where... Charlotte's trying to hold it together. She has these two kids that are just driving her crazy. They're crying all the time. She's having a lot of trouble as a mother and she's trying to hold it together because that's Charlotte's personality, right? She's perfect. I love, again, I'm going back to the original series, but I think my favorite episode of the original series is, it's called The One. It's where Brady has his first birthday party but Charlotte's had a miscarriage, so she doesn't want to go. And then she watches the E! True Hollywood story of Elizabeth Taylor, and that inspires her to leave the house. I related so much to that, because look at me right right now. I'm sitting here talking about pop culture. Pop culture is always how I've kind of processed my own life. Like, I think movies, TV, and music, that's how I get through things. I am not the type to get on the phone and call somebody and say, oh my god, I have to talk. You know, I'm upset. I need somebody to talk to. I never do that. I'm very independent. I appreciate when friends do that for me because I like being trusted and I like being the person that people call, but I never do that. That's not me. I love to process my feelings through movies and TV and stuff. And the way that Charlotte handled that whole situation where she doesn't want to talk to Carrie, Miranda, or Samantha, she literally just wants to sit and watch TV and take in this E. True Hollywood story, me. That <laughs> That is just me. And I didn't, I wasn't somebody who related greatly to Charlotte because I'm more of a rebellious person. I'm definitely not the perfect person of the upper upper east side that's not me so that episode I really loved because I loved how yes the characters have their characterization but I related to each and every one of them so hardcore at one point or another even Carrie who I know everyone hates Carrie (laughs) 
But I never hated Carrie. I, I thought that she had some really shitty behavior and she treated people like trash sometimes and she thought that the world revolved around her. And she's even doing that a little bit in this new series and just like that, which I should have said this at the beginning, but of course there's going to be full spoilers for all nine episodes that have been out so far of the show. So if you have not seen it, please click off now. But there's that one episode where... This is after Miranda has confessed to Carrie that she's unhappy and she, you know, Carrie knows that she cheated on Steve with Che and all of that. Miranda, I can't remember what Miranda says, but then Carrie goes, oh, I was hoping that because you hadn't brought up anything with Steve that maybe things were going better for you. And I was like, that is the most Carrie thing to say. Like, oh, I just didn't ask about that really sad nervous breakdown that you had in my apartment because hey you didn't bring it up so I figured you're you must be fine you know I mean that's not a real friend a real friend when someone freaks out in their apartment and cheats on their husband and cries and tells them I'm not happy in life most friends would check on their friend after that and say hey how's everything going are you okay you know I mean I think that's a really important part of friendship I'm the kind of person I will always check on someone if they then tell me like, look, I don't want to talk about it. Sorry, then that's fine. But at least ask periodically and just be like, hey, you know, that was really concerning. And then I just want to make sure that you're okay. And instead, Carrie just didn't ask about it and was like, oh, well, Miranda's not bringing it up. So I guess everything's fine. Really? I mean, what laziness in terms of being a friend? God. But I digress. I went off topic of what I was talking about, which was the Sex in the City 2 movie. Which, yes, was horrible, but it has that one scene, as I said, with Charlotte and Miranda where Charlotte's trying to hold it together and be perfect, but Miranda's like, it's okay. You can admit it. You know, you can talk about how hard it is. And I I don't remember exactly what Charlotte says, but she does admit it. She's like, they drive me crazy. I need a break, you know? And that is how every mother feels. I'm not a mother, but... I have heard that from every single mother I've ever known, you know, is that sometimes you just feel like you're going to lose it. And no woman should be expected to hold it all together and look perfect all the time and be perfect all the time, especially when they're taking care of a baby or a child of any age. So I just thought that scene was really great. And that is a perfect example of how this show can have its bad moments, but it still can come through with a great scene like that. Okay, so let's get into And Just Like That. Obviously, the elephant in the room is that Samantha isn't there. And I like that right away, in the first scene of the first episode, they explain why she isn't there. And I'm really disappointed with this storyline. Although, I don't know what they could have done because obviously Kim Cattrall refused to be in it. So it's not even like they could bring her back for one scene or two scenes to kind of give something to that storyline. They're gonna have to only have her show up via text, which is what they've done. I think that friendships ending or there being some issue in a friendship, especially one that is that strong for so many years, I think could be a really interesting thing for them to explore. And I don't really like what they've done. I don't really feel like they've explored it. But also I feel like, well, how much can they possibly do without having Kim there? So I don't know. I do think it's funny that Kim refused to be in it. And now everyone's saying you made the right choice, girl. And it makes sense, you know, because there's always a right time to realize that something is over. And I think that the original 
series, I really think that they should have just left it either at the original series or the first movie. Because even though I'm not thrilled with the first movie, I feel like it, I don't know, I feel like it was a good ending, you know? All of this we just didn't need. And I think what I'm thinking of it, I'm kind of thinking of it as like, it's just a bonus to me. It, I don't consider what has happened in this series to be canon. I just really don't. Because I'm like, who are these people? Particularly Miranda, I think that's the big topic of conversation, especially with the last few episodes of her behavior. People are just really confused about what happened to this character because there's there's character evolution and yes, people change throughout their lives. And the last time we saw Miranda, when did this when did the other movie come out? 2010, so it's been like 12 years. I get it, people change, but there's a way to do brilliant character evolution over a period of years and then there's just presenting a different person that it doesn't make sense that I mean even just little things like the fact that Carrie's doing a podcast and Miranda isn't interested to hear it because she doesn't like podcasts what I mean first of all I don't think I know anyone who just period says that they don't like podcasts. Podcasts have been around for like 15 years now and most people listen to them from time to time. I mean, I'm addicted to podcasts. I love them. Obviously, I have my own podcast, but I know a lot of people that barely listen to podcasts, but if I tell a friend, hey, you should listen to this podcast. It's about your favorite topic or whatever. They'll listen to it and then get back to me and say, oh my God, that was so great. They don't say, oh no, I just can't do podcasts. It's like, what? I mean, Miranda's an intelligent woman. If someone, if her friend is on a podcast, really, like she just, she would just be like, yeah, I just can't do that. That's the weirdest thing that I've ever heard. I saw somebody point out that Miranda, the real Miranda, would be like listening to NPR and all that stuff. And I completely agree. I'm sure she would be listening to some law podcast. I mean, Miranda could even have her own podcast. You know, she could have one about being a mom of a teenager navigating this experience of going back to school in her 50s that's a really unique experience and I would love to hear a podcast like that I mean I could totally see Carrie having her own I mean well I could see Carrie having her own too but I just meant to say Miranda but that's another thing that I hated about this first episode and this whole series is that Carrie is a co-host on another podcast she would completely have her own podcast. And what about her column? Does she just not do her column anymore? I mean, I know that, you know, it's it's 2022, so people aren't picking up the newspaper and reading her column the same way that they would. But why wouldn't she be doing her column on a website or something? Like, I could see her doing her column on Vulture or The Cut or Cosmopolitan Online or something like that. Originally, it was in a made-up newspaper called the New York Star right am I remembering that correctly so how about now she does her column she could even do one in like good housekeeping or something which I know sounds very not sex in the city but at this point when the show picks up before big dies which I'll talk about my feelings on that but she's not dating anymore so she's not writing about that but she could have transitioned into writing about marriage and how to keep your marriage hot after 50 or how to keep your marriage fun after 50 or domestic life whatever she could have 
moved into that and if she didn't want to move into that what about just being like a fashion commentator or a fashion writer I could totally see Carrie being on fashion police or something like that I mean I would I would say that Carrie would have her own podcast and they also they introduced something in the in the first episode that I was really hoping we would get to see more of and they just dropped the storyline which was Carrie started talking about her Instagram and she tells Miranda something like oh it was just a fun thing I did where I would just take pictures of street fashion and now it's turned into something more or whatever I don't remember the exact line but I thought that was so good for her character when she said that I was like oh this is going to be such an interesting plot line like Carrie taking pictures of people on the street in New York street style because listen New York street style has always been a huge part of how I personally dress myself and how I interpret fashion I look more at what's on the streets of New York than I do the runways to be honest I don't really care about what goes on on the runways very much when fashion week is happening yes I look at the photos of some of my favorite designers and I check out some recaps and stuff but New York street style is where I get my personal inspiration and I think it it makes perfect sense with Carrie's character because Carrie, in the original series anyway, she really was the epitome of New York street style. Like, that is New York street style. They dressed her so well in the original series, and I know that I'm not saying anything new. (laughs) You know, fashion is such a huge part of this series. That was something we all looked forward to. I'm not really crazy about what they've done with her wardrobe in this series, but, you know, I'm not crazy about most of it, so I'm not surprised that the fashion also isn't really standing up to what I loved from the past. Why didn't they do anything with that? I actually think that Carrie Bradshaw would be an influencer, right? I mean, she could have gotten Instagram in like 2013 or 2014. Now, I know that it was part of her character that she was always kind of a little bit behind with technology, like that really funny scene from the original show where she's like, I think she's not DMing, she's IMing. She's instant messaging Aiden and she's like, can he see me right now? (laughs) And she ducks. Okay, so maybe she wouldn't have Instagram until 2015, 2016. Well, that would still give her like five or six years to develop her Instagram. And by the time the series premiered, she could have been an influencer, even like a micro-influencer. I mean, there's a lot of cool, hip New York people that are micro-influencers. You know, they don't have a million followers, but they have a certain following where they do get to do brand deals and promote things. I could totally see Carrie doing that. I mean, that would have been perfect. Why did they start, why did they have even that mention of what she does on Instagram if they weren't going to take it anywhere? I mean, I think that could have created a really interesting storyline. Like maybe someday she would be taking pictures of somebody and posting it and they would get mad and say, hey, you you didn't get my permission to post it. And at first it could have been like her and this person are kind of at odds, but then maybe they become friends or something like that, you know, or maybe it's somebody that she ends up dating or that gives her a job opportunity or something like that I don't know I just thought that would have been really funny and really cool to see because I love the idea of her just taking pictures of people on the street and posting it she could even be like a New York Nico type of poster or like a Humans of New York type of poster I could totally see couldn't you see Carrie going up to people on the street and saying hey tell me about your outfit I have a fashion Instagram and you know I'm a writer and I would just love to write about your outfit 
oh, that would have been so cool. Like what a great way for her to come out of her shell after losing her husband than to just talk to random people on the street because that's what New York is about. It's just the people walking around. Like that is what New York is. That's what makes New York so great is the people, you know? Oh, it's so disappointing. Like I really liked that before she had this, this random hip problem, she was walking around New York in that was the way that she was kind of grieving big and kind of treating her grief was to just go for walks around the city. I thought that was really an authentic, unique way to express her grief just by going for walks. And hey, what a healthy thing to do too. I mean, a lot of people when they grieve, they're in bed the whole time like Carrie was when he didn't show up at the altar. But now she's grieving in a more healthy way. You know, she's she's walking around. She's experiencing New York that I really loved I just I miss the character that the show used to have Uh, not even just the character of New York but like how the women would interact with people I don't know like I just like I used to love when they would get into like random fights or like when they almost get arrested for smoking pot or like when you know Miranda has that weird interaction with that guy wearing a hot dog costume or when Samantha's boyfriend cheats on her and she has that interaction with the cop like I miss all those interactions you know I really do so I think it would have been cool if they you know okay big dies and then Carrie's just on the street all the time walking around grieving and and staying healthy and making sure her steps are getting in and you know window shopping or actual shopping because now she's at rich as hell you know because of him um, and, and because of her too, she has her books out and everything like that. I'm not saying that she like totally relies on him because she always had her own money, but you know, big now has big passing away has basically ensured that she will never have to work again if she doesn't want to. So that's an interesting thing too. I mean, I just feel like they're not exploring all of the things here that I find are quite obvious and that I would have wished that they explored. So the other thing about the first episode that I really hated really hated and have continued to hate is this character of Che. I cringe when this character comes on screen. I cannot stand this. I cannot stand it. It's so annoying to me. Their portrayal of non-binary, of people of color, them trying to be woke, them trying to acknowledge all of these communities that they ignored in the original series. Okay, I get it. They, they, you know, they're making an effort at least. But Jesus, I don't think I've ever cringed harder. Well, no, that's not true. Later Che moments have made me cringe harder. But I loathe the way that Che is on this podcast. And I hate that Che presses a button on the podcast and goes, woke moment. Oh my god. Is anything worse? It's mind-boggling and it it makes Che seem more like a radio host, like a cheesy mainstream radio host than a podcast host. I mean, when have you ever heard a podcast host, especially somebody who's supposed to be a hip New Yorker, you know, young, dating, on the scene, all of that, and they press a button that has a sound effect that goes, woke moment. Are you kidding me? It's painful. It's actually painful. And the scene also didn't make sense to me because they asked Carrie about masturbation and she knows that she's on this podcast to talk about like sex and dating right like she's not on the Martha Stewart living podcast she's on a podcast about 
I assume this is about sex and dating and stuff. And they ask her about masturbation and she freezes up and she doesn't know what to say. And she, that's what they asked her about, right? Because weren't they also talking about like sex and pub, oh no, masturbating in public, they ask her about too. And she gets all nervous and I'm like, she wrote a column called Sex in the City. <laughs> like, since when is she shy? I mean, we never got to read her column. And I know that her column was mostly about relationships, but she also would write about sex. Like it was called Sex in the City. So why would she freeze up like that on a podcast where she knows that this is the topic and she's been talking about sex before it was popular to talk about sex? I mean, Che even says to her, which I hate most of Che's dialogue, but this makes sense when when Che goes, you're the OG, like you had a sex column in the 90s, what's your problem? And I agree with Che in that sense, like why are you being so shy, Carrie? You have a sex column under your belt, one that was apparently so popular that you were able to foray it into books and this whole popular social scene. I mean, Carrie was like an influencer before influencers were a thing, you know? She was always invited to the hottest parties and new fashion designers and new people who ran hip clubs and popular whatever. Like, I, I don't know. It's just really, really weird to me that she would freeze up like that. I do like that it prompted her to ask Big about masturbating and they kind of had a sexy moment, even though that scene was kind of cringe. Hey everybody, it's your host Leah Russo. I hate to cut you off there, but hey, I gotta keep the lights on somehow. So if you wanna hear the rest of this episode plus many other bonus episodes and just give a little support, please go to patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast to join our fan community where you'll receive exclusive content, including, like I said, bonus episodes, ad-free content, commentaries and so much more i really really appreciate the support it's five dollars a month and you can cancel anytime it's nothing weird and you can cancel online by the way you don't have to call them so <laughs> just so you know because i hate any kind of thing where i have to call and cancel i don't like doing that so there you go it's it's easy it's cheap and it just really really helps me out because podcasting is hard. It's a lot of work and yeah, I would just really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this preview and I'll see you next time. Bye.